The Lexus Sales December to Remember event. Or whatever the fuck it's called. What the fuck? Hi, sorry. Hello. 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 Sorry, I was looking for my uh, AirPod case and I couldn't find it. No excuse. How many times did you lose that thing? 12? Not that. No, 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 no. 16? Maybe 12 total since I got it. <laughs> and I got it three weeks ago. No. <laughs> since I've had AirPods, maybe like. Ugh, time is really hard to judge now because of COVID. Three years ago? Two years ago? You were an AirPod early adopter. Yeah. Well, you would keep one in your ear at all times. Just like no different than the asshole who would have a, a Bluetooth in their ear, except for some reason the AirPod was acceptable. One seems like you're trying to look very important. And people that would have the little like Bluetooth thing, like they were doing conference calls, you know, and like important phone calls. And I have to be ready to make a phone call or be on a phone call and with air buds and air pods you could be listening to music you'd be listening to a podcast you could be on a phone call you could be waiting for a phone like there are a lot of options true. so it doesn't seem as douchey true very good insight thank you it is funny when you think about when people first started talking with handless devices whatever they may be <laughs> it was weird you would see someone on the sidewalk walking, talking. You'd think they were insane for a second. It's just the way it is. Some, Some things, things will never change. Will never change. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and this week's topic is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be kind of like a, an improv show. There's an audience who just throws a random word at us, and then we have to find our way through that. We have to navigate the treacherous path that lies ahead from a word that we have no clue uh, what it's Should going to be. Should we do some warm-ups? Zip! Oh, I hated the warm-ups. <laughs> yeah, the warm-ups felt so corny. Zap. Zoop. Zoop zap. I, I really did not. I understand, I guess, the need for the warm-ups. You know, you loosen your shoulders. Well, and it's the group, like, it's the group think. And then you get into the think game. Too. Yeah. Yeah, the group think. Although there's always the one person who doesn't want to be a part of the group think. The person who thinks this is my show and I'm going to take over this show at some point. You mean and, yourself? And the whole, not me. What the when fuck does that mean? I didn't bring my whatever suit. That was that was not me trying to take over the show. That was me <laughs> panicking on stage. Okay. It was sheer nervousness. Hmm. Saying I didn't bring my bird suit and leaving my scene partner high and dry. I wonder what she's doing these days. I probably ruined her life. She was the older one in the class, in the improv okay. class, by the way. Which, by that, I mean, who knows what she was, 33, 34? <laughs> I was, no, maybe she was 38. I was 26. Okay. And there was a bunch of people younger than me, so I already felt old, which is funny at 26, feeling old. But I was taking comfort in the fact there were a couple people older than me, and some were you know, just a few years older, but then there was the old lady oh, okay. who was probably 37 or 38. And she right. wasn't very good at improv, but you know, she was nice. And it was just, I don't know the reasons she wanted to try to take an improv class at that age, but whatever it was, she was there and she probably wanted to get something out of it. And I fucking ruined it because she was trying to set up a very funny scene that would have gotten good laughs yeah. Two people acting like they were birds. And I blew it. I'm sure you did not ruin her life. Because what kind of power does that give you? A lot. You know, I am uh -huh. the, I'm the center point. Anyone who knows me, anyone who is in my orbit, I am the sun. Yes. And everyone else revolves around me. And I can affect them. I can be too hot if I burned out. 
and went away, they would die. So you're right. That's the only way that people exist are because you are there. This is true. Otherwise, what would their life be? This is true. Yeah. Anyway. That's interesting, though, for real. Like, that's an interesting way of thinking. Like, I guess narcissists think that way without sort of, like, if they don't dig into it, right? Like, that's what they think. Narcissists. Like, the beach doesn't exist unless I'm on vacation. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard for me to say exactly because I ain't no therapist. I ain't no psychologist. I know that nar- narcissists have, I mean, they're so fragile and sensitive that they do have to view themselves in this elevated position. And so, yeah, I assume that they're the center, but it's different than being neurotic and being in the center because like being neurotic quite often you mean well i think you're thinking about other people what their experience is how you being there being present your actions is having an impact on whatever's happening and you don't want to ruin things you want everyone to have a good time you want everyone to be taken care of but in that process you're so focused on yourself that Mm -hmm. you become the center and it, I'm not saying that the effects are any better or worse. I mean, I guess you're not outwardly abusing a person like a narcissist would emotionally, whatever right. it may be. So I think one has to do with anxiety and one is like, I don't know, would you call it like a mental illness? Disorder? Being yeah, it's, a narcissist? It's a, it's a disorder. Yeah. But so is being neurotic. Well, what I mean though, don't you, is, does, uh, how would I say it? Neuro- neuroticism? Yeah. there's People say neurosis <laughs> was actually a different thing. Oh, okay. Okay. So would that neuroticism, if that's a word, would that mean, doesn't that come from anxiety? I feel like it all, I think stuff like that stems from anxiety. Because instead of feeling like I am here and therefore everything exists. And if I'm not here, then nothing exists and nothing matters because I'm the most important or it's like I'm the only one that can keep all these plates spinning and it's stressful and I'm scared that I'm going to mess up. Like I can't mess up or things break. So say it again. You're thinking so that I feel like just one stems is from anxiety. Neuro- one is an- yeah. Like a neurosis comes from anxiety. I think it all from comes feeling- from. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think um, uh, narcissism though. And some deep level. I think it does. Yeah. It's at least insecurity and feeling less than and trying to find your place with other people and it's an overcompensation and get love. Yeah. But it's a very extreme one that most people like getting through it and, and shedding it or at least learning to live with it. I should say, because shedding things is unrealistic. You just have to learn to live with the things that you've got going on as best as you can. <laughs> Incorporate them into your life as best as you can. Um, but I think it's very difficult. It's just so ingrained and so deep. So they're kind of stuck like that. And the moment you try huh. to talk to them about that, like they, they don't want anything to do with it. Well, I mean, I think anybody that has something going on with them that is a coping mechanism. And if you bring it to them, like hey, this might not be so good for you. This might not be such a great behavior to have. Like, no, that's You mean, they get defensive. Yeah, you don't want people telling you what to do. Well, you don't want people pointing out your flaws. Exactly. Yeah, you're going to be defensive about stuff like that. It is difficult to hear from other people what your flaws are. And sometimes, you know, if they're pointing it out, you may feel as though that it's, that's wrong because they don't understand it and they're presenting it in the incorrect way. So you just dismiss it wholeheartedly instead of saying, all right, I mean, the foundation's right. You're wrong uh, mostly, but your idea is right. I am an asshole. (laughs) Just like all the people in the improv class and all the narcissists there. (laughs) Who did bring their bird suit. If they had been in that scene, they would have said, no, yeah, but the, but, but the younger people I've studied classic acting, classical <laughs> acting. It's like, okay, 
fine, great. Is that going to do you any good when you're in a scene where you're a jellyfish? Go fuck yourself. Right. Yes, I'm bringing it to the table, my well, Shakespearean. Well, I like to think about, yeah, what, what, where did the jellyfish come from? What type of jellyfish is it? I mean, those people, would, those people definitely would steal the scenes. They needed to be the star of the fucking show. And I couldn't stand them. I, I guess at some point they get weeded out. But they don't. You go see improv comedy. You loved going to Papa's Garage. Yeah. And there was always a person. It's like, my show. My scene. No, there was not that. <laughs> there was, from what I remember. And I don't I, feel like there was always that person. Okay, maybe not always. Maybe not always. But there was a yeah, person. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times people worked really well together. It was really funny. Oh, good. Because there does seem to be, quite often, the one person. I shouldn't mm, say I quite think, often. I think that this is, no, I think, yeah, this is just your sort of, again, your anxiety about the thing happening on the, stage. There's no, there's no anxiety. I've, I've went to, before I took that class, I was watching some of these improv shows and there was always the one person. You're right in that it's not happening all the time and a good improv troupe will work well together. And sometimes someone gets to be a bigger star yeah. in the scene or the show and you know it should get passed around just naturally organically but mm -hmm. i i feel as though as i was going to these shows and seeing some of the same groups there was there was one or two where it's like oh fuck that person it became apparent that they are always the one i mean i guess i'm sure that that's there i feel like the more professional the troops get like the later shows that you would go to were got better right so like the earlier shows i think were the newer improvisers and that maybe you would run into someone who wanted to be the funny person and it's funny you know no, <laughs> no matter Is what that what you did and i don't think so how were your scenes we never hear anything about your improv days because i don't remember like during the oh, graduation didn't well. show it didn't go well you huh? don't remember you've blocked it out well, it's just like the, it's just like doing this show or the radio show. I have a hard time remembering what we said or what we talked about. I feel it's it's different though. I agree with yeah. you when we do this show or you, because you're doing it every single day. But how many times did you do an improv show on stage? Yeah, just uh, once. So so it stands out a bit more. <laughs> it owns a special spot in your brain. It's like all right, there's nothing else really for this to get lost in. I know, but it was so exciting, you know, it was like, you know, you're nervous, you've got a lot of weird energy, theater energy is, is a weird thing. Like, my mom told me that I saved a scene, like there was a scene happening and something weird was, I, I don't remember what happened, but I came in and like, said something, and I sort of brought it back, or I made it, I made it funny, or... I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. I do remember, like, the only thing I truly remember from that night was I yelled out in the audience, to the audience, something about, like, Neil Pert being the greatest drummer alive. And I wasn't sure, like, if that was how you said his name. Like, I got worried that it that wasn't right anymore because people didn't really react. Like, I, I made this big thing, like... You know, person great job. <laughs> and like I didn't feel like I got the proper response for that type of energy. And uh maybe most people just didn't know. I think about that sometimes. Maybe people didn't know. <laughs> That's my I didn't Not, bring my bird costume. They didn't have rush fans in the audience. No. Is it Pert? Or did I, I say Neil Peart? I don't uh, remember. I feel like I said it wrong though. I know if we need a music expert like Steve Craig or English Nick. <laughs> They would tell you. They would tell you in a heartbeat. A a part beat. Piert beat. Piert beat. So you remember a bit of the scene? You don't remember any of the context surrounding that? Which part? The wait the the uh drummer part? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think the scene that I saved, people were like at at dinner. They were like they were at a restaurant. And maybe I came up as a waiter and I said something and that kind of brought me things back i think i mean i i get that okay it, it, this is 
thinking about the two scenes that I had to do. How many scenes did you have to do? Two? Three? What was your graduation show? What was it? Yeah. How long? How many scenes did they make you do? I have no idea. Well, I had to do two. Or? We had to do two. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like such an idiot. Like, I really have no memory. I have nothing. I mean, like, it's fair. I was going to say it's fair because I'm trying to think back. I, I remember the traumatic part of it, the part where I right. really fucked up. And I remember the good part where the first scene, I, I see this is where I agree with you. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe it is harder to remember because I don't remember what the topic was uh, for that first scene. And mm -hmm. I remember I was the one who delivered the line that got the lights. Uh, oh, cool. And it was, I was a kid and I was with my dad. And at some point my dad was peeing in the toilet and I made a comment, uh, you know, implying that he had a nice penis. And that's yeah. I was like, and now I know why mom married you. And then lights out. Oh. It, it's as easy as that may have been. I took uh -huh. it. It got a good laugh from the audience. There was surprisingly a large audience there that day because there was a real improv show happening <laughs> right after our graduation show and people came early. Uh-huh. So... You know, that was something that was weighing on me, too. I was like, oh, God, there's not supposed to be anyone here. Why is there a fucking audience here? Half the auditorium's filled. Not that it was a big I, we auditorium. We also had but sort of a bigger crowd than I expected. You, But you ham up. You love it. Oh, yeah, I'm into it. I think about when we do the live lounge shows uh, with the Von Hessler Doctrine, and you're, like, falling on the stage and flopping around. I forget what it was. I think Dr. What? Joe was there once. But... Uh, yeah, you were. Oh, I wanted to get adjusted. You were doing like a the worm, the dance move. Yeah, you yes. <laughs> I did. You you just you eat that shit up. There's yeah. an audience. It's like time for people to look at me. Here uh, I am. I'm a, it's, it's fine. More like I'm not gonna shy away from it. It's not like this is mine and I'm gonna take it. It's more like hey, if 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 it's if the joke will be there and I'm going to, I'll be the one to pull the trigger. I'm into it. I'm not shy about it. Mine is. Cause I've spent a lot of years pretending to be uh, like humble or something. You were like, pretending. You know, so you're cocky. You're a cocky son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. More like, um, like false. Uh, yeah. Like false modesty. Like, Oh no, don't do, no, I don't, it's like, no, just fucking do it. Go up there, make the people laugh. I I feel like I'm, I'm a little accurate with my abilities. You know, I'm not, if I, if I don't do a good job at something, I'm going to like own that I didn't do. I'm not, I'm not delusional, you know? So that's, so that's nice. You know, I'm not, I'm not making people uh, watch me who, and they don't actually enjoy it. You know, or, and then the, the joke is I'm just terrible. Like, that's sad, right? I feel like I do a good job and I'm going to, I'll be the one to do it. If you're on stage, and since the most you're on stage is with the radio show, we'll just focus yeah. on that. And other people are getting more attention. How do you feel? Oh, that's fine. And they're getting more airtime. They're saying more. Oh, that's fine. I want I want the the product to be good. If I feel like they suck and I'm not getting an opportunity uh, and I feel like I could improve it, then I would be upset, you know, and then I'd be like pissed, you know, and then that would look like then you could spin it and say, like, you just didn't like that. You weren't getting <laughs> like, no, just that it sucked. It was stupid. Like. Sometimes on our show, you know, when things get real stupid, if I don't think it's funny and who knows what that's that sort of threshold is, because I laugh at a lot of, and participate in a lot of the stupid things that we do or say. But then there are just certain things where I'm like, I don't think this is funny. <laughs> and I back off from it. Now, if the whole entire show were like that, like a cheesy morning show type of thing, I would not participate just to participate. I would want to kill myself because it would be so stupid and i'd have to be a part of it that's what i said that one time when eric likes to go down that path whereas you're a failure at radio i know i'm not a look i made a choice to leave radio i feel as though i could have pursued a career and still made a radio career if i really wanted to it's, it's something i decided i didn't want to chase because i didn't want to 
have the instability of that life. And I right. still stand by that. But there was, you know, when that comes up and then when I would have the fake feuding with Tad, who was the B98.5, right. is the B98.5 morning show host. Um, and then that one day Tad wasn't even in the studio. I know this may, some people may not know what we're talking about. The point is he does a morning show that's music intensive on, I don't even know what that station is considered. What is B98.5? The top 40 some it's not top 40 because they it play used to older. be easy listening right yeah it's not top 40 because they play older stuff um, right i don't know what it's considered but when i said if i had to do that job meaning the, the morning show on a station like that i would kill myself i meant it same <laughs> way you just and it wasn't supposed to be an insult to ted it's just that is not a situation like the, people have this idea there's a glory or yes you're look you're doing it you should be satisfied it's like no fucking right. way if no. i'm performing if I'm doing a show, I don't want it to be in that context. No way. Um, with the with the current show, I do sit back sometimes uh, because you, you said if I don't like what's going on, I'm not. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna roll my eyes, and that's what I feel quite often. I just give them the space to do it, and I don't participate in it if I don't think. I think. I think it's good. I think half the stuff is stupid. Yeah, I'm just. I see that. I'm kidding. No, but I could see if, it. If you hate it, why don't you fucking quit? That's well. That's because that's I'm not, not fucking you. defensive as I'm, shit. No, I know. I'm saying one, like I'm, the royal me. I'm I'm joking that I think half of it's shit. I just said that, and I just like when listeners. Not that it happens often, but I make comments like that. So why just don't do the fucking show then? They right, get like, they get defensive. Down. They get defensive and protective over it. Which well, is a strange did, thing. Did you see somebody posted on two, uh, two plus two equals four the thing that like sent Eric into orbit about COVID nineteen on Spotify? Did you see what it actually was? Oh, the little banner. Yes, it was a teensy little banner. It just says to learn more about COVID. I get it. I mean, I get, I get the idea that why did you get so angry? Wow, over this just, just like over many segments and then into the it's like there's, once i saw there's what, well go ahead once i saw what it actually was which was this like you know like a third of an inch or something like banner across the like it was just absolutely nothing and and the way that he responded to it really made him seem weaker in my mind well for anyone moment. who doesn't know on Spotify where podcast for the Von Hessler doctrine is posted. I guess there's an algorithm that trolls it. And if you talk about COVID, it just puts a little banner above it, a hyperlink right. that takes you to some information on yeah. COVID-19. And, and I don't, and I don't mean, Eric freaked the fuck out over it. Yeah. I, I, uh, there, I understand why I understand why he was like annoyed. I totally understand that. But it was the amount of vitriol that made me like, okay, calm down. Like, this is not, this seems like more than just this, <laughs> you know? Well, there's a defensiveness to it. Yeah. Because in the current state of the world and the climate of everything, everything is hyper-political. And talking about COVID, he took it as being pigeonholed or put in a certain box. It's like, right. oh, so you're just putting me in this box of other people who... Uh, pass along misinformation or, uh, you know, even similar to Rogan, I guess, by having that doctor on, even though Eric defends that, I feel as though he viewed it as being put in that same, given that right. same labeling. And he really doesn't like that. I know Eric really doesn't like that. Well, and don't. I get it, but it also just feels like um, they, I, I don't think anybody interacting with that, page that sees that covid thing is thinking the way that eric is thinking he's being perceived oh this is one of those shows that's what he thinks right and i don't think that if, if i saw, i don't think i would have a even noticed that it was on some shows and not on others and then if it was i wouldn't think like mm -hmm, okay conspiracy nut right wing garbage it was a <laughs> fun segment anything. though i enjoyed the segment you did? See, I didn't like it. It made me feel uncomfortable. I like I, I like trashing people. Oh, see, Favorite I don't pastime like it. of mine. 
I like trashing people. A CEO. Uh, they, I don't give uh, a shit. Uh, I felt like that was I didn't I don't I don't care about someone just because they're rich. A good C evil. it's not it's not about being rich. It's about being the head of a corporation. Take the money away. I'm tired of this. And uh it, I I get labeled and talking about labelings, you hate rich people. No, it's the fucking head of a corporation who thinks they're hot shit. I don't know if he thinks he's hot shit. He does. The guy who runs Spotify okay. thinks he's I don't know that. So that's why I don't like to participate. Because I don't I don't instantly get that feeling just because he's the head of a corporation driving everything that's wrong. Most things that are wrong yeah, in this society. (laughs) So he's, he's just one of those people. That's why. Uh, So it's one of my favorite. So what I did was sit back (laughs) during that. So I was like, okay, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Good. I'm glad going back to the being questioned and getting really angry. Like Eric having that banner put up. It's, it's though someone's questioning him. Um, that was always the weird thing. I am a child in certain ways, but when I was working in radio and anytime I do anything creative and I'm putting something out there, if you come in and I feel as though you don't understand it and you give me feedback, I will lose my shit the same oh, way. Oh yeah. I don't necessarily do it outwardly. It is inside though. I am raging. It was the same thing when I edit Uh, client would come back with feedback and I would read the feedback and I would get, so unappropriately pissed off <laughs> again i wasn't shouting nobody could see this outwardly i know what you mean but i was fuming on the inside yeah because how dare you i know how to fucking do this and i i can admit that i don't know how to do things perfectly and i can get better there's always room for growth and that's why i'm saying i'm a child the reaction in itself, but also the way you have to approach it. And that's why I quite often talk about Leslie Fram being, you know, the best program director I had because the way she approached it was, all right, here's what you're doing and here's how we can make it better. And maybe right. that isn't treating someone with kid gloves. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't should give myself some credit, I guess for who wouldn't like that approach is my point. Right. Someone being on your side and, not coming in as an authority. I know. Here's how to do it. Don't do that. Stop this. Well, there's no ego in place when you're saying, I don't I don't really get what you're doing, but you do. And let's see. Let's try and make it fit this so that you can stay. And there's, and there's a vulnerability when you're putting yourself out there. True. If you're performing and, so, and, yeah. and someone comes in and just goes after it. And I think that's why that, that's, that banner, the COVID thing set him off because it was it showed no understanding of the show because it's a generic faceless thing and then you know it it, it's also in a in a way um representative of the state of society where we even are in a spot where people have to do things like that to keep another portion of the population at bay and satisfied and part of it is me because i am not so comfortable with anger um, and so I think the fact that he was like so pissed about it, you know, I, any, I don't know. A lot of times when there's a lot of anger around, I feel uncomfortable, I guess. So I, just, like, so I think my, maybe my coping mechanism is to be like, whatever, <laughs> like, I'm not dealing with this. It makes me really angry. I'm not going to feel that. It's annoying. Well, when you're feeling uncomfortable I, for anyone, I, I think they just shut down a bit. They become a little quiet. It seems like a pretty natural reaction. Oh, I don't think it's unnatural, but I d- I'm just saying I think that <clears throat> I I wasn't as able to try and understand um, Eric in that moment. And I kind of was judging him because I was thinking like, man, what a baby. about <laughs> But, you know, it is it is a creative outlet and it is mis- and he, he felt misrepresented and. So like you're saying, you know, I, I, I can understand it in that moment. But I think when it's communicated through anger, it makes it more difficult for me to hear it or um, understand it or sympathize with it. Which makes sense. Yeah. I don't think you're a weirdo for that. All right. Thanks. Unless you want to be. Unless that's a point of pride. That's part of. Yeah, your, I want to be weird. That's part of, <laughs> part of the thing that you like to present. Man, so I see a lot of kids um, still wearing masks, like just outside walking with their friends. Like there'll be one kid in a mask and the rest won't. 
And I was thinking like, if I were a kid at this age, like in middle school, I would totally still just wear my mask just to be different. Like, oh, people aren't wearing their masks anymore. I still wear mine. So you always putting on a show. Yeah. Your whole life. <laughs> I told you about, did I talk about it on here at the end of a, it was the summer and, you know, we were taken to the movies, you know, by my like daycare or whatever that was like watching me for the summer, like the summer camp, you know, and we went to see the Jetsons movie. <clears throat> and at the very end of the movie, like as the last line was said and they were like panning away and they were cutting to the credits, I laughed out loud at nothing because my plan was like that people would think that there was a joke that they just didn't get and I got the joke and they wondered like oh what did I miss <laughs> the fuck I don't <laughs> what was so I understand that you're saying that you are hoping that people thought oh there was a joke that I missed but were you hoping they felt stupid were you hoping they joined in no, with no, you no no it wasn't about started... them it was about me it was about like it was about me being special and getting something that they didn't get or like you, that they missed. Yeah, and I was so perceptive or like I was so like cool that like I got the joke. You love attention. And being an only child, I know that, that you lean into that. I was an only child, so I was used to it. But usually I would feel as though a lot of this behavior in my mind is You like, weren't an only child. I wasn't, no. Yeah, you said I was an only child. You are. No, no. <laughs> you quote, you said, quote, I was an only child, end quote. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying that you're an only child. Yeah. And true. the behavior to me is like someone who has seven kids. Right. Uh, and wants to stand out. Yes. Because was the attention you're getting not enough? You needed more? <laughs> you attention glutton? I, I think it was an early way to sort of, um, I mean, only through hindsight, I'm guessing this might be something that it was an early way to sort of project a version of myself to make sure that again, like I was a little interesting or like not just a normal kid sitting in this theater. Like I get, I, I, I'm more than just what's so wrong with being normal kid. though. This is, and this isn't specific to you because obviously there's a striving by so many people to set themselves yeah. apart. Being normal isn't enough. And anyone given the opportunity to perform uh, meaning the access that people have at this point, you love TikTok. That's one of the platforms and we don't need to dive deep into it or analyze it because I feel like we talk about social media quite often, but uh, anyone having access, we see that high percentages, I guess it's it. We don't really know how many people, but there are a lot of people out there who have been desperate to put on a show mm -hmm. and they want to set themselves apart, whatever the motivations. And so with you, I'm just curious why <laughs> i'm on like the edge of my seat <laughs> what are you gonna say uh i think that back then i was like mess like, you know i wasn't as like rough i didn't have such a refined way of expressing that individuality and so <clears throat> i was trying to be just like a little different um and even now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to not be normal, but I, I'll do the normal things that work for me, but I'm not going to, I tried to do all the normal things that are supposed to be normal. Yeah, that was I the performance. To, I feel as though I somehow, wanted to die. I feel as though somehow our topic has become performing. And both in life, on that. stage, whatever it is, we obviously perform mm -hmm. all the time. People are performing their lives at any given moment. And I'm with you in the fact that like my weirdness wasn't the performance. There's plenty of things about me naturally that were weird or made me feel weird or got reactions from people that actually made me feel bad when I was young. I remember yeah. the first time in my life somebody called me weird and I didn't even understand why I can't recall what it was I was doing, but it didn't make me feel good. And then at some point, you know, when you're, when you're like, Oh, my natural state is bad. 
that makes people think that about me. It gave obviously way too much weight to one person's opinion, but that's the way it goes when you're a kid. Yeah. And at that point, God knows the different performances I put on. At some point I leaned into being weird and ramped it up and exaggerated it and just went over the top. I was like, all right, well, if this is how, then I'll control it or I'm going to be so extreme with it. That'll offset. It, it forms as a layer of protection, I guess. So it is interesting. Like I know that in the talking about you and I hope it did come off as a, an attack. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you being so weird? I know like you are, who you are naturally, you do portray to the world. And it's interesting yeah. to hear you say that your performance for a long time was trying to shy away from that. Well, I think it was part of that performance was like uh, not being in touch with who I really am. So it was like autopilot. Um, and then... <clears throat> Because I was on that, uh, and then and then maybe separate was, you know, the not wanting to deal with hard things, you know. Uh, so not only had I sort of lost my way a little bit, then I also was coping with not having to deal with hard things by not paying attention to them, not bringing them up, not addressing them. Just letting them fester, rot. <laughs> so I feel much more myself now. But with that is a reminder of like, in a lot of ways, I am normal. You know, I'm a mom. Yeah, there's nothing overly. Um, like, I give my kids macaroni and cheese and like nuggets and, you know, I, I, but then I also don't want to just be a square out of all the people like you're money. surrounded by how many of them i know that you feel as though it's hard for you to fit in where you live ish i know ish. you found a group of people and still at times it feels though there's a, a struggle there's things you want that you can't necessarily get where you live how many yeah. of those people though like looking at you and if you were being yourself would think that you're weird i think if if you get that reaction from people, I should ask first, do you feel as though, and weird may not be the right word, but a word similar. Do you think people will look at you and think that? What I feel like is just not boring. So it's a point of pride. I'm not boring. Yeah. And I think other people though, not everyone, it's hard to say, but there are people who would react to that uh, and they would recoil or a negative way. They assign, It's more like, whoa, you're wild. You know, it's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, and I wonder if, like, how many of those people are actually performing in a way like you were. See, I don't think, though, I mean, who knows, but... You it, think people it, are it, really just, like, in touch with themselves and presenting themselves as they are? Do you think that many people are just boring? Maybe they are. I have no fucking clue. I, I don't know, you know? Uh, or, or maybe they're just, um, they save that for their personal time. You know what I mean? Like, they're their weird selves with their partner at home, and they don't like outwardly express that but i feel like not expressing that is boring i think that we're trained in a way though not express that that you're supposed yeah. to fall into a mold and that's been shifting and changing quite a bit but if you think True. about the way you were supposed to be the way it was supposed to go when you grew up it does feel as though it's beaten out of people not physically maybe sometimes sadly but you know yeah. it, you're you're pushed in that direction it's like no none of that just go be an adult. That means work. I mean, there were a lot of things of that business. I got to do. I don't mean for it to just be about me, but there were a lot of things that I did that were outside the norm. Like, you know, I I was going to a technical college right after high school that I didn't really give a shit about. And then I quit that and went to intern for free. You know, I, uh, I did a, I don't know. I didn't go to school for a long time. Um, if you could have done it, done anything, let's say you could travel back in time, just don't, you don't need to give the preface. Oh, I don't want to change. I like love my kids. None of uh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that if you just went for the thing that you wanted to do 
and you didn't do the things you thought you were supposed to do, what would have looked like? I know you can't say exactly, but give me an No, idea. I would um, not live in the United States. Where would you go? I don't know. Europe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere else. I would have gone and like tried to live in another country, Ireland, you know? Oh, Ireland um, would have taken you in a heartbeat. They, they, everyone leaves Ireland. They've been happy to have you there. I just, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I know that my mom listens and I don't, mom, if you're listening to this part, don't take this to heart. But there was just a lot of like, I can't leave. I'm an only child. You know, there was a. Did you assign that though? No. Oh, that was put on you. I mean, not put on me like explicit terms, but. It's a, not a uh, bad thing. Your mom listened. She loved you. Loves you. I know. Ob- Still. Of course. She <laughs> Didn't want you to leave. Look, she I get it. Me a little I get it for my parents. <laughs> Luckily, I had siblings, but still, right. I've I've been in New York for going on fifteen years, and I still get. When are you going to move back? You know, my dad, out of my parents, my dad was the one who expressed it more often that he missed me and wish I moved back, and then that was happening like the moment I left. So I understand. I think it's a pretty normal reaction. <clears throat> sure. Okay. Um. Yeah, I felt like a little bit. Oh well, that that's just out out of the question. I mean, I think in so my you presented mind, it at some point. You said, but it, I'm going to move to a different country. No, 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 no. It was more like if that ever was an option, it was like, <gasps> you know, you can't do that. Um, and instead of me dealing with that hard emotion, I just ignored it and let that go. Do you know what I mean? I don't regret that. Um, but with the kids and with, uh, you know, the marriage and everything, it would be, if I didn't have the kids, I would totally try and live somewhere else. Especially with this setup, you know, with the radio show, I could do it anywhere. I mean, the time difference would suck, I guess, but who cares? Yeah, it's only three hours a day, three and a half mm-hmm. hours. Exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah, I would try and live somewhere else. But and what, what yeah. would you have done? That's, that's the, just the extent of it. That's fine. Just an idea, because I can't, I can't untangle, you know, the, the, the tapestry of that's behind me. I don't know when or what. I never had like the chance, and I didn't take it. It was nothing like that. But I think if I with with the vision, like with the hindsight, is twenty twenty. I would try and live somewhere else. Interesting. I guess I I did that part. I moved to where I wanted to move. Yeah. I, I started I not giving up, but there was definitely a lull and a lack of action in my 30s. It was strange in my late 20s thinking I'm supposed to be at a certain point. I'm not there. So I fucking failed. And it's too late. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> there was this idea. It's like it's done. My window of opportunity has passed. And I don't like speaking and to what that, were you, 31? Yeah, even approaching it, even approaching yeah. 30. Because that was when I was doing the transition in careers, going from radio to video production. And I just, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, looking back on it for me, I guess there was this idea. I always liked somewhere in my head, the idea of performing on stage. And it took me a little while to accept the fact that I absolutely hate it. Like it is not for me and I'm okay with that now. But for a while it bothered me that it wasn't for me. And I didn't put myself on stage that often. The The improv show was one instance you know, and screwing up that scene really still sticks with me today, which I should let it go because it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But even doing radio, which I was used to doing and then coming here and doing the, the shift on Sirius, the Maxim channel, doing a talk show for two hours and struggling with that. That was difficult for me. So any performance, that's not on stage necessarily. You're still presenting yourself. But I'm talking about being seen actually on a stage. Um, I never gave myself the room, though, to move through, learn how to move through those feelings. I would just beat myself up when I sucked at it. So if I could redo things, I think, one, I would allow myself to screw up more than I did for whatever reason, like again, the fact that I still beat myself up over a, a, yeah. <laughs> a beginner's course improv graduation show goes to show that I didn't have the skin for a lot of it. <laughs> and I wish just going in, doing things, failing at it, 
and I think a lot of people have that problem. The people who get through are the people who can take that. Um, but then also accepting that I don't like being on stage or maybe I could have grown to be okay with it. Like being on stage. If I was I think able that, that, to, that takes wisdom, right? Yeah, like you need to, I'm too now self, maybe you could go back and do it, but I'm then too self-conscious though. So, you know, we always talk about writing. Writing's a thing I wanted to do. That's the thing I shied away from for those reasons because I didn't feel as though I could take the criticism that would come with it, especially because it was the one thing I held dear to myself. Like, this is what I'm good at. I can't have other people telling me I'm bad at it, so I'll just never put myself in a spot where that can happen. So that's a shame. Um, you know, as far as performing goes, there was this idea of wanting to try stand-up or something, but it's like, I don't... One, I don't think that that's me. And that's okay. But there was an idea for quite a while that's like, why didn't I try to do things? Because I had my friend Dave who lived mm -hmm. here, who was doing stand-up comedy and would try to lure me up. I just get sick. I still to this day, I don't like public speaking at work. We have meetings with, you know, if, if there's 40 people in a meeting and I have to speak, my breathing gets off. I start losing my train of thought. But then like your brain goes elsewhere. It's like, okay, you can't breathe right now. You're running out of breath, but you can't <laughs> right. stop speaking because there's a lot of people listening to you and you your can't brain does you no favors in this moment. No, but, but I end up just continuing to speak throughout it and God knows huh. what I fucking say. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I don't think, yeah, I'm sure it's fine, but, but I you just like disassociate, right? You're like, I'm leaving my body so I can continue. Yeah. And I still, to this day, you know, improv wasn't for me, not only because of the stage thing. I don't necessarily like working in groups. I will shut down. Um, we were just having a conversation the other day, a work conversation. People were talking about these audio problems they were having on this thing that we had done. It was for Discovery Plus. So it needed to have very specific specifications for delivery. I love Discovery Plus. And they were talking about the sound and I had some insight they didn't have, but there was like three people just talking and throwing in their opinions. And I was completely shut down. It's like, I'm not getting in the middle of that. And I just let it go. But like, even if I wanted to speak, I couldn't have brought myself to speak for whatever reason. That was, oh. <clears throat> that just was because they were talking a lot. Yeah. I was like, you're talking and everyone thinks that they know what's best. And I have no desire to get in the middle of that. And that happens, you know, on the radio show at times with, with Eric, or when we're on stage, I still, I still get nervous anytime we do a live show. I don't like necessarily being up there. Um, hmm. And, you know, depending on where my mind goes, I could get in that zone where I don't want to speak too much. See, I, uh, if, if I were in your shoes in that moment where a lot of people are talking and you had insight or whatever, I would make sure that they heard what I had to say. <laughs> Not talking over and not being obnoxious but definitely like okay guys like this is i just let me you know i would i would definitely pipe in i would not shy see away. that feels performative to me at this point i i beat myself up a bit after that too I was like why didn't i step in like my boss was on the call and he knows that i know more about audio and i sure that he was wondering why i wasn't saying anything so i proceeded to write this explanation <laughs> about uh, how i just don't like doing that and I'm coming to accept that there's things about myself um, that I don't feel as though I need to put on a show or an act and I don't want to talk. So I'm not going to fucking talk. I'll talk later. Or I'll express something in writing after the fact I'm not getting in the middle. That's totally legitimate, especially like you're, you get to know, <clears throat> you're getting to know yourself and like what you're comfortable with. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and if it works better for you in that, like by by making those adjustments then great nobody says like oh no you need to be a performer oh no no you need to be good at this da, 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 da. no you don't well just in general i know i made the jump from actual performer to performing in life um bridging if, if, you I... can, if you can communicate what you need to communicate but just not in a way that feels inauthentic to you by like um and guys let me just say that real quick like and if that makes you uncomfortable don't do it you shouldn't I, have to do it i am ruled by strong emotions like i get so i already said i get so angry but like i feel things very strongly and quite often in my life i would just explain that away with logic I was like no you can't you shouldn't 
And I've gotten to mm. the point where, and because there are people who are also like that, they're very emotional and they dump all their shit on you. And you're like, what the fuck? You talk <laughs> to them and then you feel as though that somebody literally buried you. Like there's a weight that you're carrying around at this point because this person put all their problems or their feelings on you. And I've gotten to the point where I feel as though I can express it. Like I'm feeling something strongly and I'm not the kind of person who will necessarily in the right circumstance, I'll, I won't bite my tongue. Obviously you can't just say whatever you're thinking at all times, but right. You know, with my boss, there are people like, there are people like him where traditionally the dynamic would be, no, don't bring that stuff up. It's like, no, I'll fucking express myself. But also I don't feel as though I leave that destruction behind or leave a person feeling like, Oh God, now I have to fix this. Right. I've gotten to a point where it's like, I've just expressed it. The person knows that I'm just expressing it. They don't have to do anything. There's nothing wrong. They don't have to worry about me not doing my job. And I think, you know, it took a while for me to become comfortable with that being who I am. I didn't like feelings. I didn't (laughs) like feelings. I didn't like emotions, but it's like, fuck, I get there's a I for, get, yeah for somebody yeah you really were fighting a losing battle because you are very emotional i get yeah. and, to, and to try and be a robot is <laughs> i get very worked up yeah and i'm very i've got a very clear idea of not right and wrong because i understand mm. that justice yeah there's fairness and if i feel as though people are being treated unfairly like, obviously, yeah. there's a level of unfairness in the world that we all have to deal with. But there are certain situations where it's like, why, why is this happening when it doesn't need to be happening? And this one person is benefiting and this other person uh, who, because they're not a whiny piece of shit, isn't getting something that the person who doesn't deserve anything is getting. And, you know, I will express that or call attention to it these days. Um, I, I don't have any patience for certain things i do i do draw pretty clear lines i guess yeah that makes me think of a story uh or a story that had to do with like a bigger premise from greg fitzsimmons and um he's an alcoholic like adhd something 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 and he would get a lot of road rage and he would like pull people over or like get them to pull over to let and stuff that he wasn't even even involved in like if he saw someone two cars ahead do some shitty maneuver on somebody else on the road he would zoom up to them and like get them off the side of the road and like yell at them or try and fight them and stuff and in therapy he was like they were talking out like why does he do that and he just feels like he has to uh serve up justice like he has to be the like no I have that fantasies. guy's not gonna learn i have to teach him yeah i have those fantasies we've discussed them before yeah. Talking about cutting a, of people's uh, <laughs> Achilles tendon yeah. on the subway. Yeah, where there's an official department put together, a team of people who are allowed to cut people's Achilles tendons when they're acting out and bothering <laughs> other really people. That's really intense. I got, oh, okay, because but it's also a marker, right? So like, if you, you got you got two chances, you got you got two Achilles tendons. So <laughs> exactly. mess up once, better not mess up again, or else you ain't walking anywhere. Exactly. I don't know where that stems from. That, yeah, that, I don't either. I was just driving the other day. We were all stuck in traf- traffic on the <laughs> the highway. And this car decided to do that thing where they drive in the shoulder to pass everyone. Oh, the worst. And Rude. I got really angry. But then I, I also got really angry and let it go in like 10 seconds. Whereas before I would be fuming. I don't think I would chase anyone down. I don't feel like getting stabbed or shot, right. but it would be nice if something happened. If that person even got a ticket, you go farther down than you see them pulled over getting a ticket. Man, that would. Oh feel no, so that great. that feels. I think that would feel good to anybody, but for it to be on you, like you feel like you're the one that has to dole out the justice. Like that's a because interesting. Thing. I don't want to. In my case, I don't want to. It's just that nobody else will. It's like, well, whatever. There's nobody else here to enforce anything. Hmm. So that I have to like, take matters <clears throat> into my own hands. That sounds like um, Ben from 90 Day Fiance. No, it doesn't. Don't compare me to that creep. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> doesn't sound like anything like that guy. 
oh, it's just, you know, somebody, you know, there's no one here to counsel them. And, you know, I was a pastor. So I I'm just looking out for people. I would do the thing that people would applaud. They'd say, thank you for doing that. This isn't some kind of satisfaction that I need to fulfill. It's just, I'm looking out for the little people. Ben would say <laughs> that too. He wouldn't, he wouldn't he think just, that. He just glossed over my, my comment. I didn't. What, what did I miss? My megalomania. I said, I'm just looking out for the little people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one. There you go. I'm the one who can fix and take care of them. I just think it's interesting. I am that, everything and I am nothing. I just think it's interesting that you would have uh, moved to a different country. Yeah. Hmm. You know, my mom's never been out of the country. No, I didn't know that. Why won't she go? Like, does she want to? Some people just don't I want think to. So. I think it's a regret of hers. She can still go. There's no need for it to be a regret. I know. I, I've said that to her. You go. Go with her. Yeah, that's what I should do. Let's take her. Where will you take her? Oh my god, the other day I was telling her something and she thought I said weed. I said like, I did this thing and I'm I, I'm allowed to get weed or whatever. And she's like, oh, can I do it with you? I was like, do what? It didn't have it didn't make sense with what I was actually saying. And I was like, Mom, I said this. She's like, Oh, I thought you said weed. <laughs> she's really desperate to get high. Would you smoke <laughs> with your mom? Nah think so why not not you, with her you drink with her <laughs> yeah but i haven't um gotten high in a really really long time uh and that's for you know her and someone else her like friends to do together i'll mail this but to you I, she did i did say like talk to my friend and like next time she goes tell her to pick up something for you and just pay her for it where did she go dc like, oh no in dc you can't buy anything you can buy stuff across the street from me it's it's everywhere. It's amazing that D.C. they voted to legalize marijuana and then Congress said, no, 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 we're just going to ignore that. How great <laughs> is that? No local representation. I know the license plates say taxation without representation, which is, yeah, which exactly, is badass, which is exactly what it is. They have no representation. So the, mm -hmm. it's basically saying your vote doesn't fucking matter. You voted for it. It doesn't. You want to legalize weed, but nah, we've decided no. And you don't have anyone locally to advocate for you. So go fuck yourselves. Right. So, you know, I told her to do that. And she's like, eh, no, like, I don't really even know. Like, she, she changed her mind. I think she doesn't want another vice, you know? She should just go in herself. Maybe that would be She exciting. has to have a card. Oh. It's not legal there yet? Fully? For recreational use? I guess not. Yeah. Anyway, the, I don't mean to keep bringing up my mom, but yeah, I should like, uh, I should take her to another country. Plan a... Probably somewhere easy first, right? Like, a lot of English speaking. I wonder where you'd be if you just left at a young age. I feel as though I would be in a similar spot. Like, I would physically, I would be here in New York. Yeah. If I pursued the things I wanted to do, I don't know if I'd be doing this show with you, but I don't, my life, I, it could be big, different in big ways, but also look very similar if that makes sense. But for you, that's a cool, that's a cool sign. That's good. But for you, who knows where you'd be, you'd be in the Sicily. <laughs> yeah. I'd want to, <clears throat> I didn't ever want to be one of those people that are like, backpacking you know like the trains and the hostels and the all that stupid shit hostels like i feel as though you would love the hostels oh what i mean is though like the um almost like burning man like <laughs> how it turns into how it turns into like a thing you know what i mean like i'm the i'm the young kid at the hostel you know like i i, I wouldn't want yeah. any part of that yeah but I think um, maybe I wouldn't live in another country, but maybe I would have lived in another country. You know, there was just like how you thought you were so old, you know, when you're like 29, you know, like it was almost over. I feel like there was a lot of opportunity that I didn't take as a young person who didn't have any 
thing holding them back, really. You know? I should have done a lot more of that. What else? What else? Yeah, what else? You said there was a lot of you said there's a lot of opportunity. So I just am curious as to Oh, I just mean a lot of opportunity like there were a lot of moments or times when I could have traveled more or like sought out opportunities or like had a bigger picture of what my life could be instead of like, oh well, I'm never gonna leave. Oh well, and I have to get married and oh I wanna have two kids. I remember just deciding one day that's like i'm gonna yep two kids dear diary (laughs) i will have two children it just seems like it almost felt like (laughs) this sounds really bad but maybe other people will identify with it it really just felt like you know what tomorrow i'm gonna have a turkey sandwich kind of felt like yeah you know i'm gonna (laughs) have two kids i'm gonna i'm gonna my my idea is gonna be two kids but it fits and it's just fitting It's fitting for you. It makes sense that you would make such a big decision with such detachment. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm thinking about getting a dog and I can feel myself now that you're now we're talking about it. Like I can feel myself being a little detached about the work that it's going to take to have a dog it feels like the turkey sandwich like eh, it'll be fine <laughs> and it changes you what's that and it changes you even more you got to be around for the thing you gotta uh, but i'm already i'm here i'm chained <laughs> okay <laughs> and i need a companion i need like a friend oh, wicked little dude well loneliness can be a topic for a different time yeah it's a shame that we never got to our Random word generator. So nobody, oh, yeah. Should we do something real quick? It was going to be lump. Lump was going to be our topic. We could have talked um, about all kinds of bumps yeah. and lumps under the skin. Maybe. I Yeah, I wish that I had like a pustule that would like fill up. Maybe you know, And then you get, to, you get to pop it every six months or something. That would be the best. And maybe potholes and other bumps in the road that throw your steering out of alignment. It's a shame. I think we really missed out. You could have mm. talked about that presidents of the United States of America song lump. Yeah. We could have played it possibly. Or, uh, my lovely lady lumps. See, there were so many places we could have gone <laughs> so many places, but we didn't, we didn't do it. Lump lump maybe next time all right all right well thank you everybody uh please like and subscribe rate and review tell your friends about the show please download the show because apparently that's supposed to be better than just streaming it so download it please why i don't know numbers (laughs) but the numbers still show up it's streaming yeah i'm just curious what you saw or heard or read i heard other people say it not read oh yeah i didn't read okay download Uh, (laughs) fine download (laughs) <laughs> even if you already um, streamed this download it yeah go back to all of our shows and re-download them re-listen them. to them over please and over. download them all and uh support our sponsor hoffandpepper.com get 15 percent off some really Dot great com. locally made hot hoffandpepper.com did i say come yeah that's what it sounded like you said i think you're full of cum that was one of the big battles on uh place the subreddit place do you know about this no Mm -mm. they did it several years ago and it came back where every five minutes you can place one pixel on a big canvas and they have an array of colors that you can choose and really if you're trying to do anything yourself you'll never get it done so uh, it gets kind of annoying in the sense that big groups and a lot of streamers are the only ones who could get things placed on because you've got a lot of people fighting for space and people will, will paint for lack of a better term over what you oh put, i put see on there. okay um but one of the big battles that always went on is anytime somebody put a dot com other people will come in and take out the top part of the o so it said dot com and i thought it was funny because no matter what no matter what point you get to in your life people writing things like dot com and drawing penises on everything <laughs> is ultimately the baseline yeah. do you remember there was something that was um 
some sort of community uh, uh, based something where it's like people and if you had too many people around you then like you would die or like there was like a there was like a <laughs> civilization growing up around you no i don't know i wish i i wish i had cut this out because now this absolutely no, no, we're gonna leave it because we don't cut anything out just go back to hoffandpepper.com hoffandpepper.com get some delicious cum from chattanooga use our code one topic 15 for some great cum locally and- crafted and handmade hand squeezed. (laughs) Okay, that's too much. Okay, bye.